Thank you for checking out our podcast today. We hope that the teaching you're about to hear will inspire you and motivate you on your incredible journey in becoming a better you. So please turn your attention to today's message. So all, all month, we started a new series. If you, if you remember what the series is about, uh, let me hear you shout it out. What is it? What is it? Tell your neighbor. Shine your light. And on the way, on the way out, on the way out, over there in the orange you belong wall, there's a little basket, and you could go grab one of these little wristbands that says shine your light. Just to remind you, just to remind you when you're cut off on I-95, shine your light. (laughs) Dr. Gladys, shine your light. Shine your light, right? All right. But uh, so make make sure that on the way out you grab that. And I know uh, I don't know if um, Pastor Gladys mentioned this, but for our first time guests, our first time guests, there's a little card that is vital for us, and it's just a it's it's just a card for a way for us to stay connected with you. We promise we're not going to troll you, but it's just a way that we say hello and check in every once in a while. We promise there's no soliciting ever, ever. All we ask for is just an email so that we could just say hello and keep you posted with the things that are happening. You could grab a card on the way out on that table or at the uh, kiosk on the way out. So are you ready to get started? Let's pray. Close your eyes. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you this morning. I thank you for the amazing love of your son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I thank you for the amazing plan. Lord, for Jesus coming to earth, sacrificing his life in love for us all. For us all, Lord. Father, and I thank you for the plan of the Holy Spirit in our lives as Jesus is ascended into heaven, Lord. Father, leaving us, leaving us a helper, a counselor, a comforter, Lord, so that we could live life, Lord, Father, abundantly as you intended for all of us to live. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. And amen. So at the height of at the height of Jesus' fame, crowds are now following Jesus. Uh, they're, they're following after this miracle worker. And I'm sorry, but the translator, all of this part is new. I just added that. So please forgive me. Please forgive me. But you're good. You're an excellent translator. Excellent translator. But at the height of his fame. People are now following after this miracle worker named Jesus. He's healing people of paralysis and mental illness, contagious diseases, and more. Jesus is breaking the mold of what these people were used to. And people were coming out of every region and every territory to see what this Jesus guy was all about. People came out uh, from all parts of Israel and abroad to see and to hear and to touch this miracle worker named Jesus. Jesus now goes up into this hill where today there's a temple that's been erected in honor of his remembrance um, of this occasion. And he's looking down atop from this hill. He's looking down and he sits down to teach his disciples. Crowds are down below and he's up above with his disciples. Now what I want you to keep in mind is that Jesus is teaching his disciples. Who is Jesus teaching? 
his disciples. And what he's teaching them about is about blessings. And he's talking to the disciples about blessings. He's talking about more, not just blessings, but more. And, and, and all the while, keeping his eyes on the audience that is where? Down below. All right? Did you get that imagery? You got it? Everybody can picture that? All right, it's a picturesque view. Um, I've been there now twice myself on uh, this mount. It's a beautiful, beautiful place in Israel. And, um, and uh, so Jesus is with his disciples, and these are his words to his disciples. Now, as he is speaking these words to his disciples then, I want you to know that he is speaking those very words to his disciples today. Okay? Do we have any disciples of Jesus here? Amen. All right. You're not my disciples. You're his disciples. Okay? All right? All right. All right. All right. So that's, he's, he's, he's the one you're following. So I want to read these scriptures. And here at Scarlet Note, we read together. We're going to go to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Good job, Jewel. That's a good job. Let me take a moment because she did that. It was a flawless transition. Joy is her first time. It's the first time. I, she told me, she said, you better not yell at me. So we're not going to yell at her. All right. I'm just messing with you. But Jesus' words, he says, you are the light of the world. Okay. Who is Jesus talking to? Who is he talking to? And while he's talking to the disciples, where are the crowd? Down below. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a... No one lights a... No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. No one lights a lamp and then what? What does it say? No one lights a lamp and then does this. Now, what Jesus is speaking is, is just rational. It's, this is just rational. It's just common sense. The Bible is a common sense book. It's common sense. And what Jesus is saying is, listen, you don't light up a lamp and then you cover it up. Now, I want to thank our prop department for the expensive props, state-of-the-art props. So no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, what happens? A lamp is placed on a stand where it, where it gives light. Stop. Is the light to some is, is the light to just your preference of people? Is the light for those that are appealing to you, that are generous with you, that are nice to you, that are courteous to you? Who's the light for? Everyone, Everyone in the house. Is there more? In the... Come on, in the, in the, let your, let your, 
Come on. Shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Now, our aim as believers, as followers of Jesus, as children of God, as Christians, should be that our horizontal conduct and our treatment towards others causes a what? A vertical response of praise to our heavenly father. For what? For what people see in you. I had this experience happen to me yesterday. No, Friday. Friday, I went out after the storm or still it was midway and, and I, was, I shoveled my snow and, and I'm just recovering from surgery and I was trying not to overdo it. And I shoveled my snow and I, I did the driveway. I did the sidewalk and I had my little shine your light thingy thingy, right? It was cold out there and I, I did that. And I remember that I have, a, I have a neighbor who is visually impaired and he's on the other side of, of the road. And I, I had called him first and I said, hey man, you guys need any food or you need anything? Need me to go down to the pharmacy and pick something up for you guys? Are you guys okay? No, no, we're good. We're good. We're just, you know, we're trying to start the, the snow blower uh, so we could clear out the, uh, the driveway. I said, uh, I said, okay, all right, I'm, um, um, but you let me know if you need anything. Hung up the phone, and then I'm like, shine your light. Shine your light. So I didn't say anything to Becky. Becky thought I was bringing dinner, and I wasn't. So I got in my truck, grabbed my shovel, and went around the block. I went around the block, and then I started to shovel and, and clear out the snow out there for our neighbors. And, um, and I'm huffing and puffing because, you know, you get to a certain age where uh, cardio doesn't, doesn't have that certain impact on you like it used to. And so, so I clear out the way. I, I do everything. I put the salt down and, and I'm waving at my neighbor. And this, this, this mature lady comes from behind me and goes, sir, do you think you could do my yard as well? <laughs> And that's exactly what I thought about. Shine that light. Grabbed the shovel and said, of course I can, ma'am. Let me go out there. I did that and um, came home. And Becky's like, where's dinner? <laughs> but the point in all of this and what Jesus wanted us to know was that our horizontal, horizontal actions have a vertical impact. Vertical impact. The lady tried to pay me, right? She, she was trying to pay me for, hey, here you go, I'll turn and take you. There, there you go. And I'm like, no, no, don't take it. Don't take it. Don't be that guy. And um, just just said, no, we're, good. We're, we're all neighbors here. We, we take care of each other. It's what we do. And, um, and as, I go home, as I go home, I'm thinking about there's small little things that you could do all day just to send a message that makes people go, maybe there is somebody up there. Maybe this is real. And so our aim as believers is that our 
our conduct, our horizontal conduct has vertical, vertical implications. That a vertical response can't happen if your horizontal deeds towards others don't shine. For many folk that claim to be Christians, Sunday is their aim. The church building is their target. The church is is the where. The building is the when they ever shine. But Monday through Saturday, they live as a light under a basket. No one ever sees their light. George and I worked at a hotel years ago. It's a Hotel DuPont. We worked there. Uh, I worked there six years. I think George was there like 16 years. And we worked in hospitality, both of us. And we remember that there was a, a, a fellow, fellow brother who was a, a Christian and he'd walk in with this real big Bible, big, big Bible. It was a big one. And he'd walk in and he wouldn't greet anyone. He'd walk in just like this. And he'd sit in the cafeteria by himself and he opened his big Bible. Boom, boom. And he wanted everyone to see him reading his Bible. And every single time for five, six years that, he, that I was there, he sat at that whole table by himself. No one wanted to sit with him. Why? Why? And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not being judgmental. However, what I'm saying is, is that for the most part, what we see Christians to be or believers to be or followers to be, it's that imagery. Well, Jesus didn't say that. Jesus didn't say that. You know what Jesus said? He said, let your deeds be seen. By who? By who? By who? By who? Everyone. Everyone. And there are far too many movements, too many church movements overwhelmingly that are trying to make the world into heaven and forcing godless people to conform to their measure of holiness. And that's not what Jesus said. Now, I'm not saying that we ought to not be active participants in, in protests or, or being involved in uh, um, movements um, out in the world, and th- especially in the democracy that we live in. But many Christians will protest abortion, but then they'll close their hearts and their homes and their generosity to foster care and adoption and homelessness and foreign refugees and immigrants. And these same people that protest abortion can at times become inhospitable with folk that look and sound different than they do. Others will protest same-sex marriage, but they themselves don't honor the marriage that they're in. Wife doesn't honor the husband. A husband doesn't honor the wife. Adultery, fornication runs rampant in many Christian marriages and churches. All the while, we're protesting against same-sex marriage. And that's not the kind of light that we are to be in the world. Jesus already dealt with your sin issues. The, The ones from yesterday, the ones from today, the ones from tomorrow. He's already dealt with them. So that all you have to do is be the light. Tell somebody, be the light. Be the light where? In the world. Tell somebody, shine your light. 
See, by shining your light, I mean that you are giving people all around you the Jesus that Jesus gave you. That's what shining the light is about. I'm going to give Jesus the Jesus he gave me. Who's gotten a good Jesus? Who's gotten a good Jesus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the kind of Jesus he wants you to give. Don't give people a version of your Jesus. Give people the same Jesus you were given. A Jesus that forgave you. A Jesus that loved you. A Jesus that embraced you. A Jesus that that has given you grace. Give them that Jesus. Now, how did Jesus show his light to the world? How did Jesus do this? Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Scripture says, but God showed his, come on, God showed his, he showed his what? For us by sending Christ to die for us while we were, when you had it all together, when you were perfect, squeaky clean, when did Jesus come to die on the cross for you? Huh? While you were still sinners, while you were still in your mess. The love and the forgiveness that we received from Jesus didn't wait for us to be out of our mess. It didn't wait for us to be sinless, perfect, and trouble-free. But at the lowest of our lowest, Jesus, Jesus already handled and settled the matters and the issues of sin and transgressions. And he did that on the cross. Listen to what the apostle Paul He's in a jail cell, and he writes to the churches of Philippi. And I'm going to read this out of the message version of the Bible, okay? It's going to read a little different, a little different. It's a little more in your face. The message Bible, it's a little more hood. But I kind of like it. And, but this is the way it reads. So go to your New King James Version or the New Living Translation. Go there and read it as well. But this one is just a little hood. Here we go. So this is my prayer. Now, remember, Paul, the apostle Paul, who has followers of his own, is writing these letters to communicate. And he's communicating from a jail cell. And this is what he is writing. So this is my prayer. That your love will will, and that you will not only Learn to love. So, so, so many people, many people want to love. Many people want to love with reciprocity, expecting reciprocity. I only love if there are conditions that are attached, then I love. That's not, that's not God's love. That's not God's love. While you were still lost in your mess, He loved you so much that he sends his son to die for you when you were all jacked up. Is there more? You need to use your. I told you in the beginning, this is all rational. This is why Jesus uses something as simple as a lamp. This just makes sense. You don't put it down there. You put it where everybody sees it. Well, that should be your faith. Everyone should see your faith. Not hear your faith. I'm going to tell you, people are tired of hearing your faith. I, I would tell you, just shut up. Really, just shut up already about your faith. Be your faith. Live your faith. Let people around you experience your faith. Okay. 
and I do apologize if I, I offended anyone by saying shut up. No, I do, I do. I'm not, uh, but, but he says, you need to use your head and test your feelings so that your love is sincere and intelligent, not sentimental gush. Live a lover's life, circumspect and exemplary. A life Jesus will be proud of, bountiful in fruit from the soul, making Jesus Christ, making Jesus Christ attractive to all, getting everyone involved in the glory and praise of God. Listen, when you see, when people see the light in you because of Jesus in you, they have no other option but to is something going on up there? You know, my, my, my neighbor said, my neighbor said when he saw me out there shoveling his snow, he said, oh, man, I was, we were just upstairs praying. We were in prayer time, my wife and I. And, um, and here you are now out here shoveling the snow. I don't know what they were praying about, but apparently I'm an angel now. <laughs> but I was... I was there. I was just, just, listen, love on people, love on people and do it with, with good love, good love, God love and watch people, watch people have to lift up their eyes and go, this must be real. Our go and our aim as, as children of God is that the world because of us will find Jesus to be attractive and not repulsive. And I'm, I'm here to tell you, and it breaks my heart that even through social media, it just really breaks my heart to see how we repel people. You ever try to invite somebody to come to church? Do you know how hard that is to bring someone to church? It's, it, it's real hard. Why? Because people are all spooked out. Thank you for that. And this is the crisis that we're, we're, we're living in today's time in the in the history of the church, more and more people are exiting the churches in droves. Children and teens on average today that cannot wait to be independent and leave their parents' home church to run as far as they can from their parents' faith, their belief system, and the people that are associated with it. It isn't uncommon today for a husband and a wife to have different faiths or just for one person in a household to be of a faith or have many different faiths and many, many different beliefs. Faith in many people today is an inconvenient lifestyle. The life of a Christian should be radiant for the whole world to see and experience the wonder and the brilliance of what Jesus is and what the kingdom of heaven is all about. Everywhere you are, that people are noticing you. That from the moment you walk into a room, boom, there is light. Why? Because you're there. Not because of the mouth or not because of the words that come from your mouth expressing your faith to people. I am. I can't do that because of what I am and what I believe. The life of a Christian should be a radiant beam of light, always, always radiating light. 
It's not because you can quote Bible verses and shout and hoop and holler, but because the radiance of Jesus makes you magnetic, makes you attractive. A big part of why we repel versus attract is that we are nothing like the Jesus that we claim to follow. Mahatma Gandhi said this, and I've quoted this many times. Mahatma Gandhi said, I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. This rings true today. And I'm, I'm not here bashing you. I want to encourage you to shine your light. Please listen carefully as I say this. But if someone said something, or someone did something to hurt your feelings, the burden is now on you on how you're going to respond to the way the things that they said or they did to you made you feel. They said it, it came out of their mouth, and it hurt. And a lot of times and oftentimes it does hurt. But there is a responsibility on your part in how you're going to respond. How you respond is your responsibility. Today we're living in a time where how I feel and how others make me feel are an excuse for unacceptable behavior from people. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me, you said what? Oh. I told you about my experience in the airplane with my wife and, and, and I was about to be, I was about to go viral on YouTube and, and, and I had to remind myself and Becky reminds me all the time, you're a pastor. She never says I'm a Christian. She goes, you're a pastor. <laughs> I remind myself. Anybody else? I'm just trying to be vulnerable. Is that, is that, is that just me or anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, again, because I mean, some of you guys got it all under control. I get it. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'm not responsible for how you choose to respond. We're responsible for that. And we have, a con we have control over that. Remember that we have a helper. Last week we spoke about the helper. Who's the helper? Huh? About to lose. I, I got to go to DMV next week. And I'm already praying to the Holy Spirit. That just help me. I got to go there. How I conduct myself, carry myself, comport myself tells the world on the outside of me who is calling the shots on the inside of me. This is the part of following Jesus that no one wants to hear about. Don't tell me you are a follower of Jesus and his teachings, but you don't follow what he teaches. And people are going to hurt you. People are going to hurt your feelings. They're going to do it with words. They're going to do it with actions. Has anybody been hurt by someone? Anybody? No, seriously. Anybody? Yeah? Is that person sitting next to you? Let's call them out right now. Let's just call them. You ever come to church, man, at your wife or your husband? 
or your, or your kids, anybody? I'm just, come on, let's be sincere. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. All right, let's put the camera facing this way. So we can... <laughs> no, no, but, but it, it happens. Listen, it, it happens. It, it, it ha- Pablo, doesn't it happen? <laughs> Pablo comes to separate cars. He's just... He's just... <laughs> But listen, we're, we're responsible for that. And you know what's important for those that are parents? Your children are watching the way you behave and your response to how people make you feel. Your children. You ever, you ever ask yourself, I don't know where my child learned that. Where could she have heard that word from? <laughs> Listen, I know it's not always fair. I I know that. And I know it's not always right, but it still doesn't change the harsh reality that we are to shine our light. That's what we're to do. And I'm going to tell you, and we're speaking about church, we're speaking about spouse, we're speaking about, I'll tell you, it's hard to shine your light with family. My sister's here, and that's... (laughs) I knew it. I knew I, knew I was, was going to get that. I knew I was going to. My sister attends this church. I mean, there are a lot of other churches you can go to. <laughs> she made sure she comes to this one. Look me in the eye. I could feel those eyes piercing. But, but, but in all seriousness, man, you know, sometimes, sometimes family can hurt you say some hurtful things. Sometimes it comes from moms. Sometimes it comes from pops. Sometimes it comes from siblings. And, and that friction is there. And, and, but then we get to church and it's the clapping, the stomping, the hallelujah, and the, the, all of this stuff. And Jesus is going, no, man, you, we got to fix that stuff. Shine your light. Listen, shine your light. And again, remember what I said. Yes, it's not fair but how you respond to the things people do when people say it's your responsibility. It really, it really, at the end of the day, it's your responsibility. How do you decide to react? You know, it's interesting that, um, what was it, two years ago or a year ago that, that, that we had the big issue during the Oscars? Was it two years ago? Huh? Two years ago, was it? Two years ago. Two years ago, someone was running their mouth on the stage, running their mouth, just running their mouth, trying to be funny, trying to get a laugh, stir people up, and after being charismatic as he felt. And um, what he said offended someone to the point that that person got up, walked on stage, and popped them. <laughs> and then he was surprised. However, However, you know what the genius of that moment was? The genius of the moment was how he chose to respond to what had happened to him. So what did he do? Absolutely nothing. He took it in the chin, made a joke about it, was still, he was bewildered by what just happened to him, and then went to commercials and was like going, what did just happen to me? 
while the other gentleman was still running his mouth from the seat. All of the attention went in the other direction. So the victimizer now becomes the victim. He switched it in such a way. And you know that Jesus said that God in his word, by, by, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, tells us that we are not to take vengeance for ourselves, but we are to allow space for him to take vengeance for us. So how you choose to react. And many, many people jumped ship. And there were two parties. There were two teams. There was Team Smith and Team Rock. And many people are with Team Rock. Regardless of. Team Smith is really suffering. And, and, and he's really hurting to get his career back on track. It's cost him a lot. Why? Because one person decided this is the way I'm going to respond to this moment. But could you imagine had Smith done something different? Could you come here, Becky, for a second? Because my beautiful wife, come here, died her. All, look, look at that. Went from blonde to brunette. <laughs> could you imagine if the scenario was Rock is over there talking and he's saying all these jokes and he's harassing and Smith just took a moment to say, No, he didn't do that. <laughs> you know, you can take some people out of the hood, man. He didn't turn his other cheek, that's for sure. No. Could you, could you imagine all the images that would have gone viral of just him reaching over? What do you think the news would have been the next day? Huh? What would have been? Right? Rock is bullying. Rock is being mean hearted. Oh, how, how insensitive was it? All of this stuff. And, and who would have been the hero in all of this? But it didn't turn out to be that way. Make sure you don't take Becky with you to any function. <laughs> Being the light in the world doesn't mean that your light may never get obstructed. It happens. Listen, it, it happens. Again, it happens. It happens. Every once in a while, your light's going to flicker. Why? Because we spoke yesterday. Uh, yesterday, last Sunday. We clarified. God, our Heavenly Father, is, is spirit. But we are what? Human. So, yes, our light is going to flicker every once in a while. There are times where we are going to snap. You're going to lose it. My point is that being light of the world happens in the world, not in the church. It happens when we're with our family at home, not just my church family. It is easy to shine your light, right? This is easy. This is easy. Try for Christmas when all your family is together in one same room and shine your light. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It, it's hard. I try. That's why I don't even invite my family. <laughs> I'm messing with my sister. She's here. Right. But it happens. It happens with the spouse. It happens with, with the children. It happens. 
Jesus said, you are the light of the world, not the light of the church. He said, we're, we're light so that the world can see, not that just the people that you prefer can see. Those are the, light, those are the words of Jesus. Jesus never hid these realities of this cruel nature in this world, especially to his disciples. You know what he told his disciples? Luke 21, 17, 18, together. You will be hated. You will be hated. by all because of my name. Yet not a hair of your head will perish. Continue. There another verse? That's it? Man, you. That's it. 17 and 18. I was testing you. It was a test. You saw how I did that? That was a test for you, Jewel. Let's go to the next one. Again, out of the Message Bible. This is Jesus. He said, I've told you all this so that trusting me, you will be what? Unshakable and what? Assured deeply at peace. At peace. That what? In this. In this. In this. And I have news for you all. America is not heaven. America is not heaven. I'm going to be careful saying that, all right? We're security. Keep me safe on the way out. But the United States of America isn't heaven. There may be a heaven to you, but it's not heaven. And what does Jesus call this world? He calls it what? What's he calls it? He calls it godless. That includes America. Lord. In this godless world, you will be what? You will continue to experience what? You're going to have difficulties. But take heart, I've conquered the world. Being light in a world that's overrun by darkness is not easy. It's going to have its challenges. Godliness all around us is going to continue to grow more and more. Have you guys noticed the world changing a little? Yeah? Lewis, you okay, man? You need a hug. I'll go over there and hug you and kiss you on your neck. <laughs> Jesus said that the love of many in the last days is going to grow cold. He said it will grow, grow cold. But that's the love of many, not for all of us. It's going to be hard at times, and no one ever said that you're going to be celebrated everywhere you go because you are a believer and because you're a Christian. It's not going to happen. Philippians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, as we're starting to wrap up. For everyone here, including the whole palace guard. Listen, and this is again, 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 Paul in jail. All right? He's locked up. And he, and he says, for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains. He's in bondage. He's in chains. Because of Christ. Because of his faith. Continue. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have what? Gain confidence boldly. Speak God's message without fear. Are you understanding? The way he decides to conduct and behave himself under whatever circumstances, regardless of, regardless of it was deserving or not, his conduct is having an impact in everyone else around him. And, and he says, in the same way, let your 
good deeds, what? Shine for all to see so that everyone will do what? Praise your heavenly father. Paul's conduct and his behavior while being in prison causes other believers to have boldness in their faith and confidence in the teachings of Jesus. We read in Mark when I started that Jesus said, in the same way, in the same way, let your light shine out for all to see so that everyone will do what? Will what? Will what? will praise your heavenly father. So, um, Pastor Jose, we're here. So, so the way I, I behave horizontally, horizontally, the way I behave and I treat him, right? When I'm no longer around, something happens in his heart because of my conduct, because of my behavior, because of who I am, because of my actions, that causes him to now have a, a, a vertical a, a vertical experience. And it's all because I made a decision to shine my light. Stand to your feet this morning. And, 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 and unfortunately, many believers, many Christians today were far more concerned in how we say things and what we say than what we do. And Jesus didn't say to prove and convince unbelievers that they are wrong in their disbelief with your snappy answers and your brilliant explanations. No, let your good deeds, over and over, let your good deeds, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise God. So sometimes we're so concerned with impressing people with what we have to say and how many scriptures we have memorized that that's what we're worried about and jesus says i don't care about that show me some deeds jesus is telling his disciples then and he tells them now that our horizontal interactions and reactions will always have vertical attraction so i want to leave you with this reality of christianity close your eyes as i read this I want to read all eyes closed. Just all eyes closed as I read this portion of scripture out of 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. Stay alert. He's saying, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. And his kindness called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. So never lose sight of your current pain, your, your current challenges, your current afflictions. They're also happening to brothers and sisters all around the world. But our Heavenly Father promises that after the suffering, after the pain that He's going to restore, He's going to support, He's going to strengthen you, and He's going to place you on a firm foundation. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. 
We thank you for your inspiration. We thank you for your guidance. We thank you for your instruction. We thank you for Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord, for the glory of the light that radiates from the heavens. Lord, here on earth, Lord, by all of us, all your followers, your sons, your daughters, as ambassadors here on earth. Father, I pray for each and every man and woman in this place. Father, I pray that as they leave here this morning, that they are empowered and encouraged, Lord, to live out, Lord, their faith, Lord, and boldness, shining their light, Lord, but not hiding it. I pray, Lord, that they could have horizontal experiences out there, Lord, that are going to provoke vertical, vertical expressions, Lord, of worship to you, Father, for the good deeds that we do. So, Father, I pray for that man and that woman, that, that, that single parent. Father, I pray right now that whatever hardship we're experiencing, Lord, that it is by way of the helper that we are strengthened, we are empowered, Lord, and that we may never be the same, Lord. We have a helper. We have a comforter. We have a counselor, the Holy Spirit. Lord, help us continue to grow in our faith, that our faith continue to increase, Lord, along this walk, along this journey, Lord. We love you. We bless your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Somebody take a moment to celebrate Jesus. All right. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.